It's time to welcome a new person to the Real World Gardener Show, and it's Corinne Mossati, who's a drinks writer and founder of the Gomantic Garden website. Welcome to Real World Gardener, Corinne. Hello, Marianne. How are you today? Excellent. And today we're going to be talking about something that most people grow in the garden, I'm assuming, and that's the nasturtium, which is fairly common. And it's one of those things that you often see in neglected gardens, isn't it, Corinne? Absolutely. And there's so many uses for it as well, apart from just being a really pretty ornamental. No, it's funny. Some people have trouble germinating those big bulky seeds. I wondered if you have any tips for those people. When you're looking at germinating the seeds, just make sure that when you sow them, that soil isn't soaking wet because that can lead for it to rot and then nothing happens for a while. One of the things that I find being a gardener is we are all fairly impatient. We put the seeds in and we expect them to germinate fairly quickly. And it can take its time. Any I find between 14 and 21 days when the weather is a little bit warmer. Okay, so plant it in moist, well-drained soil and basically it really doesn't need a lot of looking after. It can be grown in poor soil. You just keep it moist but not waterlogged. Yeah, it's funny that quite often once you've got it growing in your garden, it will self-seed everywhere without any trouble, without you doing anything at all. And you're wondering, why did I have so much trouble getting it started in the first place? It's just one of those things, uh, isn't it? And especially those new cultivars with the new colours, like the red one. I have a red one, red flower in the garden, and one with variegated leaves. Yes, I think the Alaska variety is one of those bush varieties with those leaves. My favourite is the black velvet and the Empress of India. And they're both compact varieties. The black velvet has got a dark green foliage, which is absolutely stunning. A beautiful contrast against the deep red flowers and a velvety texture. Yes, if you can get your hands on some of those seeds, it's actually beautiful to have in the garden. I'm inspired. I need to find black velvet, Corinne. That sounds really amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now we've got them obviously growing in a sunny spot in the garden, although they do take a bit of shade as well. They do. They can tolerate both. Okay. What can we do with some of the parts of the plant? There's so many things that you can do with nasturtiums. Most people would grow them as an ornamental or a decoy plant because it's a natural pest deterrent. The white cabbage moth flocks to the leaves, lays eggs, and in the process, it actually stays away from your prize crops. However, it is an edible plant and everything about it is edible from the leaves to the seeds to the flowers. So let's look at the leaves, for example. If you try tasting them, they've got a beautiful peppery flavour. You can toss them in a salad. You can use them as a food wrap. You can line a mini quiche and put your own toppings in there. There's a lot that you can, you can do to use them. You can also dehydrate the leaves and combine it with and grind them with sea salt and make a nasturtium salt. So you've got a condiment, salt and pepper in one. You can use it to flavour food. But also you can use them in cocktails. So if you like margaritas, use it as a salt rim in a margarita. It's very versatile. You can also, 
Yeah, and you can also use them as a garnish. If you have a look at the leaves when they're really tiny and they're only just starting to grow, they're really pretty and you can float it over a cocktail. And that's a very elegant way to present a drink. Sure, does sound the flowers. elegant. I was going to say the cocktail thing sounds fantastic. So the nasturtium salt, I'm sure a lot of people haven't heard of before. So this is really a good tip. But now let's find out what to do with the flowers. The flowers are edible, so if you're into eating zucchini flowers, you can use them in the same way. Or you can just use them as a garnish in salads or in cocktails. But one of the ways that I like to use them, especially when the flower is at its peak, is to pick the flower and freeze it in an ice cube. And then it's another beautiful way of presenting a drink or any cold beverage, an ice that's got a beautiful nasturtium flower in it. So don't discard it as just an ornamental, a pretty thing to look at. You can actually eat it and put it to use in the kitchen and in your drinks. All right. Now, we've still got to think about what about the seeds? Because they, they are prolific seeders and you might find them dropping everywhere and popping up everywhere. So what should we think about uh, using the seeds? The seeds are actually my favourite part because you can collect them when they're really big and plump, or you can wait until they fall off, but don't leave it too long. And then you can turn them into what is called the poor man's capers. I don't know why they call it poor man's capers. They're actually really delicious, and I prefer them to capers. You can, you can lacto-ferment them in salt and water, or you can pickle them. And they have a really crunchy texture, and a they burst with a peppery flavour. Absolutely delicious. And you can, if you're not into pickling or fermenting, you can pick the seeds and then dehydrate them and grind them and use them as a pepper substitute. So that's another way of using the entire plant, say, from seed to seed. Oh, it certainly is. Now, you mentioned lacto-ferment. What would I need to do for that to happen? It's a salt and water solution. It, it just depends on your environment I think that might be a little bit too long to go into, Marianne. Oh, yeah. I can go into it, but it just ends up being an entire thing on lacto-fermentation. Oh, right. No, we can do that another time. Okay, so we have so many things and that we can do with our common old nasturtium, which instead of pulling it out and throwing it in the compost, which I've been doing, I'm going to have to start using the leaves, drying them and grinding them into a powder and adding to sea salt. That sounds like the first thing I should do at least. Um, and there's so many other things to do as well. It's been absolutely a wonderful chatting with you, Corinne, all about the nasturtium flower. Thank you, Marianne. Lovely chatting with you too.